everyone. It is my pleasure again to welcome you to another episode of the Big Picture series of conversations. Uh, today, it is an absolute delight uh, to welcome Surya, the co-founder and CEO of Skilllink, which is one of our more recent investments and just a star company in our portfolio. So welcome to the show, Surya. How are you doing? Hi, Mohanjit. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me uh, in the big picture. I've seen a lot of your conversations with fellow entrepreneurs and have enjoyed it and actually have learned from it. And uh, I'm uh, thrilled to be a part of this conversation as well. Awesome. The funny thing is, I actually learn more uh, from each one of these than, than perhaps the, uh, you know, the entrepreneur does. So, so I'm just thrilled. So look, I will start the conversation the way I do every single time, which is, you know, take me and take the audience through your journey. How did you come to be where you are today, especially weaving in what drove you to, uh, to start Skilling? Skilling is building industry-relevant, job-leading engineering coursework uh, in the domains of mechanical, electrical, electronic, civil, and computer science engineering. So we help students and professionals get the right skills in order to succeed in their careers. So where does this stem from? Uh, the whole idea stems from the simple thought process that uh, the technologies that industries use are, are changing at a faster pace and uh, that is not being adapted at a fast at the same pace by academia. So this essentially brings a delta between what industries expect and what academia actually teaches to engineers, right? And I've been a byproduct of it. So I graduated out of my undergrad as mechanical engineer in 2011. Uh, while graduating, I did get a job in Cognizant. Uh, but as a mechanical engineer, I did not want to go and do software development because I've spent four years of mechanic, four years of my time learning mechanical engineering. Mm -hmm. And uh, this kind of triggered a thought process of, okay, what next? And that essentially uh, made me do a few internships, understood that, okay, I did not have the skill set to kind of get into good companies. So went on to do my master's in the US. I went on to do my master's in the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I realized what, uh, what, good universities and even industries look for is how can you apply your theory to solve real-world problems using computational tools. The key here is computational tools and solving real-world problems. The key is not theory, right? Uh, theory is just one part of it. So at UW-Madison was when I found Sarang. Sarang was my roommate. Sarang is my co-founder as well. And uh, Sarang essentially figured the same problem a year before me because he was a year a year before me he got into uw madison and we both started speaking about this problem very deeply uh sarang sarang is a great teacher sarang used to teach all the juniors who come into uw madison because everyone had this trouble of uh adapting to this uh solving real world problems using computational tools so that's why sarang essentially was really good because he was teaching he was a great teacher and uh and over a period of time, what we have done is figured out how to provide industry-relevant experience at a, at a, at, to every engineer uh, at a consistent basis so that we are not behind the industries, but we are ahead of the industry. Essentially, we teach students skills that the industries look for currently and also will look for in the future so that students are ready to get on the job from day one. And, and that essentially has been the 
whole so what should i say thought process in building skilling and over the years there has been so much that happened so we this idea germinated in 2013 uh, i know this is 2021 uh, skilling actually as a company was registered in 2018 but from 2013 to 2018 there was so much iteration so much thought process that we put in the idea was so original and uh, nobody and we essentially entered into a blue ocean while edtech is not uh, there are a lot of edtech companies even in the higher education space you will find very few companies teaching uh, core engineering uh, to to engineers and and that's that's what we have figured out and uh, it's been a great journey till now talk about the the yc experience actually um it was it was not easy but uh, you know not many things in entrepreneurship are so so i think the audience will will be interested in learning about that as well sarang and i came up with uh, uh, this edtech idea and we started in 2015, 2014 when this idea germinated 2013 2014 and we started applying to yc from the idea stage to every every year two applications 2014 15 16 17 18 and uh, essentially after eight application cycles they essentially rejected us uh, on every eight cycle uh, applications ninth one we got in yeah I, I, i do not know how we even did it but the only thought process for us was after some part, the initial five cycle five applications we were like we will definitely get into yc the whole thought process was yc did not have a uh, influence on your credentials okay if you are a harvard stanford or iit that's only when you can get in we were like hearing stories that you can get in irrespective of what your credentials is and that's motivated us so but first five five application cycles we were like we will get it this time because every every application cycle we would double our revenues and what not but uh, the last three we just said okay it's okay if we don't get it it's just a benchmark on to see how better we have uh, right now so but when it happened it, it was a really turning point for the company so talk about so now we're going to pivot into you know nuggets of wisdom you know not everything has been easy clearly what what are maybe two or three lessons that you've learned and again you're still relatively early in uh, in in your journey and we'll talk about the fundraising a little bit later but uh, you know what are the core pieces that you would advise entrepreneurs in the audience to be thinking about whether it's before starting the journey and you've hit on some of those sort of product market fit and tam and conviction and understanding the customer aspect uh, or or throughout you know maybe putting the team together uh being able to pivot being nimble i don't know what it is but uh, what are sort of the, the i guess you know few nuggets i'll start with a disclaimer which is essentially there are brilliant entrepreneurs even in the iron pillar network uh that have done far more than what uh, what i or, or skilling has done but uh, and and they're like in the ecosystem there are so many people there are like two or three things that has worked for us uh, i'll i'll just uh, say that up a lot of things have become very natural uh, have have come to us in a very natural way say for example i'll explain that a little bit figuring out the pro- we did not we did not say hey this product market fit we did not define product market fit essentially we did not say okay this is when we get product market fit we said what is the best way to deliver high quality education at scale so that's the point that we wanted to solve for and when we started iterating the idea to match that sen- sentence that i said before I, I actually that's when product ma- market fit happened the way that we have achieved it has been through a lot of um, perseverance right or persistence or perseverance and one of the reasons for that is because um, how, and and say probably people can ask 
So an easy question is nine applications. Why did you persevere? Why did you persist? In those years of three, four years, uh, was it actually, was it hard or not, right? Like one of the key things that we understood was, uh, uh, we actually believe is everybody assumes, everybody assumes that you will not get something. You, uh, whenever they, they are pushed into a uh, uncomfortable zone, uh, we, we as individuals start assuming that we cannot get it. Uh, we cannot get into Stanford, we cannot get into Harvard, uh, we cannot get into Facebook, we cannot get into Google. Uh, the university is very tough. Uh, this job is very tough. We cannot get it. We do not have the credentials. You cannot start a company. There is no TAM. Um, and we, we, we kind of uh, fall into what society has uh, shaped the, the thought process. But at the end of the day, those are all assumptions and uh, assumptions that the society puts into you. It's uh, it's for you to kind of take that assumption or not. Uh, the only thing that we consciously do is do not assume. I'm probably in the very early stage of building a, a great company. Um, but one of the if if somebody wants to take away anything, it's just I will just say one thing: do not assume what you can do or cannot do. It's just try it out and you will be surprised. But that's that's incredible advice. Talk to me a little bit more. I'm, I'm going to push a, a, a bit. As you think about, you know, growing this company, you know, foundation matters, right? Foundation could be, I mean, could be, it, they, it is people, it's culture, it's, it's um, making sure everybody, you know, there's some sort of a value alignment to say, you know what, there's more purpose to this than, than simply making money. I mean, right now, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are sort of falling into that trap of it's it's all about the money. But uh, but I think there has to be a, a, a bigger purpose. I mean, the the wealth creation, all that will come as a consequence, but it's not the you know end all be all. So talk a little bit about. I mean, you know, when you guys were were putting these foundations in place, what were sort of the things you said? You know what? This is something that has to be there. You know, day one. Uh, did you have those types of conversations? And if so, what did you guys talk about? We haven't had, say, for example, Sarang and I haven't had those conversations, but we have been together with each other for, for probably a decade right now. Uh, we know what each other, um, what is very important for us in the core, right? Uh, for both of us in the core, the problem that we are trying to solve is one thing. Provide high quality engineering education uh, in uh, to engineers. So that's the core. And now, if you if you think about that core, what what is the foundation, right? You need to support in a very very different way. Say, for example, um, a, a student from India uh, will have a question at probably 10 p.m. on a Sunday, right? Probably that's when he uh, he kind of is working on that problem. Can you support at that point in time? Right? Uh, will you support at that point in time? It does not mean okay. It makes business sense. How many how many uh, people are there in that period? Uh, do uh, do we have enough capacity or not? But the fundamental thing is that student has a question at that point in time. Can we support at 10 p.m. itself so that the con continuity in learning process is not broken? Because when you break continuity, that's when your uh, completion rates suffer. And uh, uh, we are essentially taking a SaaS model of selling uh, your SDR and implementing that into a B2C model, which has never been done, right? To think about it. Now, what happens is uh, you, you are creating an army of sales SDRs who can directly speak to your uh, customers because it makes business sense. Uh, uh, now, over a period of time, these 
SDRs will have a different name. They will be called academic counselors. Uh, they will become better at counseling. They will actually know what Mohanjit needs. And pro they will have so much experience, so much data, so much knowledge that they will actually know what Mohanjit needs and provide it uh, right there. But right now, there will be a little bit of misselling. Are we okay with that misselling? Are we not? What Are we putting in process to kind of fix those misselings uh, or not? Right? So that's... so. We, it's not okay to missell and make revenue. It's okay to kind of sell the right product and make lesser revenue, right? That's that's true, right? Uh, it, it can be what? How how much do you spend on content, right? Are you going to say, okay, I do not want capital expenditure, so I'm not going to recruit, say, a PhD into my payroll. Rather, I kind of go out and uh, uh, partner with uh, professors who can create coursework. We can we do that also, but we also believe that we at the end of the day are a college, right? Uh, in a college, if you have a head of a department, you need to have a head of a department in your company, and and that's the way that you need to kind of think about uh, how you can provide the best quality education, right? Uh, how that, that's the only way that you can essentially beat the colleges, right? So so these are examples of what we are trying to build, what we are fundamentally trying to build. Can we create the product? Can we create an electric vehicle? So we are building an electric vehicle. Uh, the reason we are building an electric vehicle is because we need to understand if we are teaching electric vehicle uh, technology to, the, uh, to, to students, and if we do not know how to design electric vehicles, then what, what are we teaching? We are essentially teaching, we are doing the same mistake that colleges did to us, and, and we are not solving for that. So these are the fundamental aspects that we are trying to solve for, right? What is not okay what is okay where can we spend money it's uh, to kind of make sure we we have more uh, that we can provide to students and what we have realized over a period of time as we put more money out there our gross margins actually get better i didn't even know that you were actually building an electric vehicle which uh, you know which which makes sense if if you're positioning yourself as as this um, you know online college uh, for for you know hardcore sort of engineering uh, it uh, it sort of makes sense to have a a, a project lab where, exactly. where you're it yourself and you can weave that into the content for an electric vehicle design, for example. When you think about fundraising, or when an entrepreneur thinks about fundraising uh, in general, you know why did you do what you did? Which is why did you choose, let's say, Iron Pillar? But more importantly, you know what should entrepreneurs be looking for um, when they when they select their investors? Great question, Amarjit. Just to give you an idea, right? We raised two point five million dollars post YC. Uh, in our uh, post YC's demo day, we raised two point five million dollars and see that two point five million dollars took us to eight to ten million in ARR, roughly around that region, right? And and usually, you know, usual thought process is if you are hitting a million dollar in ARR, uh, you are ready for Series A. Yeah, we we hit like three, four million and five million, and we went on to uh, speak with the, uh, investors while we still had the money in the bank. So we went to uh, speak to investors and uh, uh, spoke to some of the best investors in the uh, ecosystem. What we found was a lot of a lot of investors with their extensive uh, background and research and, and everything sometimes missed on were too caught up on a very small aspect of it, which was their own bubble, which is essentially, hey, computer science is where all the jobs are. Uh, that was very, very surprising for us. So uh, we thought they should think about first principles, 
right uh, which is very very obvious and if it is not obvious there is essentially data that makes it obvious and if they are not thinking about it in first principles it becomes really tough because um, then they start questioning about it the tam is not there in some cases the tam might not be there right but in a case of like skilling the tam is exactly there they're like yeah so the tam is exactly there so uh, one of the things that kind of hit us when we spoke to iron pillar was say for example we uh, i spoke to anand on a more casual conversation uh, it was kind of a, just a catch up the first time i spoke to him he was really excited about what we are trying to solve and just to give you an idea when we started pitching to iron pillar we we did not we that's when we started computer science we just, we were just one month old but at iron pillar it was very very uh, evident that they believed that there is tap right uh, and even in they said even in mechanical engineering there is time if you are doing mechanical electrical civil there is significant time and if you are doing engineering there is a lot of time right now uh, the few things that actually uh, right now looking back and even looking forward what we will look at right from investors uh, your ability to be uh, a build conviction you do you can not build conviction that's fine right but if you are investing building conviction as an investor is very very important quickly saying there is conviction right saying um i remember anand's conversation here anand called me and said a week later anand called me hey i spoke to uh, i did uh, see your deck spoke to my team my team did some research we spoke to your customers uh, uh, had a great feedback from customers and uh, we would love to kind of uh, lead uh, we would love to kind of fund you are you looking are you ready at that point in time we were actually we did not pitch rns for say you know, a fundraise itself we, it was just a normal conversation uh, I, i don't know if you have seen our deck our deck is very bad bones uh, has a lot of numbers yeah. so i i asked ananda are you thinking about uh, leading or uh, uh, or what's the whole construct that you are thinking anand was very clear right? we do not uh, we do not wait for uh, we we are not the type of investors who will say bring a lead investor we lead uh, if you have a lead investor that's fine if you don't have we lead we 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 build our own conviction and that's very important right because this is a journey um uh, uh, so we raised 17 and a half million dollars uh, it's because that you believe in the uh, uh, in skilling and what we do and if you do not believe it then um you 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 have you have so much important things to do that you will not spend time on skill right so so that's a whole thought process again uh, so no no big secrets everybody have said this but uh, again this is a whole of fundamentals that we uh, we have understood and we are kind of going by nowadays well you know all i can say is um, there's definitely a purpose behind uh, behind you founding skill link and that was something that uh, the iron pillar team and especially you know my partner anand got infected by to say you know what this is a team and this is a company that we we have to be part of and it's been um, it hasn't been that long but uh, but the the interactions we've had have been absolutely amazing and the feedback from our ecosystem our iron pillar network folks who've spoken with you have spoken very very highly of you so so you are just at the beginning stages and i i i know you'll you'll reach those what may seem like lofty milestones at this point but i think you'll get there um and and we're just delighted and humbled uh, to be part of that journey with you so with that surya i i just want to say thank you a heartfelt thanks for um uh you know a phenomenal conversation i've learned a ton 
uh, as I usually do from these interactions. And thank you so much for staying up past 11 p.m. Uh, in in Chennai. So so thank you. Go get some sleep. Uh, or maybe knowing you, you probably still have another three hours of um, you know emails and this and that to get done. But uh, but really appreciate it. And thank you so much for your time. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me uh, in this uh, conversation, Ranjit. Uh, really love the conversation. Uh, hopefully it benefits uh, the larger ecosystem as well. Oh, I'm sure it will. Take care. Thank you.